Well, without further ado, let's pray. Father, we thank you. We thank you for the privilege and just the honor to uh, come before you and hear what it is you want to say to us, Lord, and, and how you want to speak to us by your word. So, Father, we pray now uh, by the power of the Holy Spirit that you will uh, give us ears to hear what it is you are saying and that we will grasp as people, as your people, um, your words, Lord, to encourage us, to uh, challenge us, to um, cause us to rise to the purpose that you've given us to live out, Father, and let your light shine. In Jesus' name, amen. It's great to be here with you guys. It's always a privilege um, and an honor to just be before you guys and um, really have the opportunity to speak to you guys. And uh, I just want to, you know, reiterate and really um, I'm just thankful to be able to have the leaders that we do have uh, in Brahmandai and even what they're preaching now is such an awesome uh, series dealing with the blueprint and dealing with the pattern uh, of what the church looks like. And it's, it's incredible how God is just so faithful, how we can, you know, if we veer to the right or veer to the left or just get away from some things, you know, we have the word of God to come back to. And that's simply how the church should be living based off of the word of God. And, and the fact that we don't have to give our opinions about what we think and how we think and what should be done, but really come back to this, which is what we're getting, uh, especially these these last few weeks is really, really awesome. And, and I know that's going to continue. I know in the next few weeks, we're going to hear more. Uh, but I, I even wanted to just um, really encourage us and exhort us and just to have that opportunity now to do so is really awesome. When we talk about faith, we talk about uh, the scripture that pops into my mind, uh, Hebrews 11 and 6, and, and it just simply says, without faith, it is impossible to please God. Um, but the question I ask myself, which I, I want all of us to kind of ask ourselves this question, what is faith for? We know it's impossible to please him without it. Um, but what is it for? Well, let's look at Matthew chapter 28, uh, verse 20, and we'll, we'll actually start at verse 19 and go to verse 20. But it says when Jesus, he's, he's risen from the grave, he's going back to be with his father. And he says this, he says, go therefore and make disciples of all nations. It's, it's really simple. We are to make disciples of all nations. And he tells his disciples who he's now leaving and leaving in the hands of the Holy Spirit to lead. So that's powerful. Um, but he, he says, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. And then in verse 20, he says, teaching them to observe everything that I have given, everything that I have commanded you, give them to do. Now, listen to this part. This is the part I want to focus on. Jesus then says, and behold, I will be with you always, even until the end of the age. And when we look at that, um, I think we can answer the question, you know, what is faith for? And because I know for me personally, when I would look at that passage, it's easy to get caught up into 
the part that Jesus ends with, which is, I'll be with you to the end. And, you know, knowing that this, you know, where we are is temporary, you know, where we're living right now is temporary. We have a more sure place that we're going to, to be with Jesus. Like, like Paul even said, you know, to die is gain, to be with Christ is actually gain. And that's exciting. So for me, every time I will read the scripture, I get excited and what the end is going to be like. But I believe even now the Holy Spirit really showed me um, in the way it just kind of popped out the part of Jesus actually making that promise and saying, I will be with you always. So when that question arises, what is faith for? I truly believe faith is for the journey. It's for the life that we have to live, the life that we've been given a privilege to live because that's where we see the promise really come out when Jesus says, I will be with you always. Let's look at this. Faith being for the journey. Um, the Bible says in Romans chapter one, verse 17, it says the just or, you know, some parts of scripture says the righteous shall live by faith. And there's two things that pop out. First of all, the righteous, meaning us, those who are actually found in Christ and those who believe in Christ, we're called the righteous. We're called the just. But yes, it is very true that we didn't gain this righteousness on our own. We have to understand that first and foremost, this is not something that we deserved. As a matter of fact, being mankind and the, the choices that we made uh, in our humanity, it brought a penalty. You know, it brought sin and the penalty of that sin was death. So when Jesus came, he came to take our place and bring us back into right standing with the father. So we're called righteousness and we're called the righteousness of God, us being righteous, not because of our own doing, but because of what Jesus did. However, on the other side of that, we have to own it because it is ours. So even when the enemy tries to deceive us and say, oh, you know, sometimes we can say to ourselves, I'm not worthy. And, you know, and that is actually not the case. You don't have a right. I don't have a right to count myself out because it it downplays what Jesus actually did. He went through the pain. He went through the agony. He shed his blood. This is why we do communion every single week, because it shows what he did for us. And we have to own the fact that everything he did, I have a right to stand as the righteousness of God, but I have a responsibility to stand as the righteousness of God. Because what he did was for me and what he did was for you. So we are the righteousness of God. We are the just people that it talks about in Romans. But the other part, which I really want to bring the focus into is the just shall live by faith. It's that living part. We live by faith. That is how we are to live out our lives. By faith, it is the living. See, the living is not trying to get to the end too quickly. We have to understand, it's not trying to get somewhere too fast. The living is actually 
for the now. And look, I think if we can use any example of what that could look like, we could use the example that we're all in right now with this second lockdown. And, you know, it's I know we're all over it. You know, I, I'm probably whew, it's it's been difficult because we all want to do the right thing. We all want to do and, and, and see people healthy, see people living well, you know, not being the cause of others getting sick. We all want to do that. But it's so easy to look at the 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 light that is starting to shine a little bit brightly than it was a week ago or two weeks ago. And it's like, man, when can I get there? When can I get there? And a lot of times in our living, when it comes to a lot of the big things we want to see God do, we tend to focus on those things a lot more than maybe taking a few step back, a few steps back and looking at the small moments, looking at the, the, the moments that we have in the here, in the right now, because even though it could be a week away, it could be a month away, it's still not here. You know, this lockdown soon enough will be over, but that's talking still future. We want to talk about the living right now. What does the faith look like in my journey for right now. And it is in the small moments that is easily overlooked when we tend to kind of go beyond and really focus on the big victories that we want to see God do. So we have to see that living now is where we should really be focusing on. See, faith that was given to us as a gift by God Yes, we, we talked about it a, a, a while back when we use faith as our weapon, but and we do. But faith is also the momentum in our lives. You know, faith is that momentum that continues to go forward and expand. But we only see that really happen when we really start to focus on the small things that God is always doing in our lives. He's always faithful. For me to say God is faithful, there has to be a reason. You know, I have to be able to show, well, why is he faithful? Well, he didn't quite meet that big need yet because I'm still looking for that to happen. Okay, but God is faithful. Yes, he is. Well, let me take a step back. Let me take a few steps back because if I look and see the trajectory of my life, if I look and see what God has actually done and start to write things down, and this is for all of us, I can guarantee you we won't have enough paper on the pages to fill it because when we start to see what God pays attention to about you and I, it is mind-blowing because the very things that we overlook or sometimes get, you know, sidetrack or put it to the side because it's not really that serious. God is sitting there and looking at it and saying, no, this means a lot to him. No, this means a lot to her. I want to move in this area. I want to deal with this. I want to give victory in this part of their life. And when they see it, they will see that I am faithful to them. See, faith is for the journey of now. And when we start to look at 
the small things, we can see the momentum of our faith and our faith being that momentum start to rise, start to gain more traction because faith is actually what breeds trust in God. If I know, oh man, God has done this, surely he can do this. And then we take that next step and we take that next step. I mean, think about a child who learns how to walk. They're wobbly at first. They fall. Things happen. But when they see themselves take a step and then fall to the side or backwards or forwards, what they're going to remember is, wait a minute, I just did something that I wasn't able to do. Yes, I fell, but... I took a step. Let me get back up because that is a small victory. They're not running yet, but they saw themselves take a little tiny step. It is the same thing with you and I. We don't just use faith as a weapon. We learn how to walk with it because when we walk with it, we then can see ourselves running with it. How exciting is that? Faith is what stirs the word of God up in us. So that's why it is important. We stay here. We stay in this, in the now, because faith is for the journey. So even if you ask, well, then, Carvin, why is faith for the journey? Because life is always changing. It is always shifting. Case in point, who would have thought this would be occurring in our lifetime, let alone right now, just a year ago. This was on no one's mind. I don't care how prophetic any of us are. This time a year ago, no one was talking about a pandemic and us being in the one of the worst lockdowns in the world. So you can see how life can shift, even when it comes to just everyday living. You you know, when we're born, we learn how to cling to people. We learn how to cling to parents. And when we get to an age, we have to learn how to let go. You know, when it comes to disappointments, it happens. You know, relationships, they shift. Dynamics of relationship change. You know, we have children, we love them. And then we start to see them change. And before you know it, they're gone off and they're doing whatever they're doing. So life, if anything teaches us about life, it should, it should teach us that nothing remains the same. And it is powerful. And you may ask yourself the question, because I would ask myself the same thing. Why would I put faith in something that is always changing? I know you've probably heard the saying and, and, and I've heard it, you know, have faith in your faith. And to me, even though that can sound profound, it can sound exciting. It can sound even like, oh, get you charged up emotionally, but it's actually not biblical because if you think about it, Jesus didn't say have faith in your faith. He said, have faith in God. So faith has to be in something that never changes, that is always reliable, that is always dependable. 500 years from now, it will still remain. If you read Matthew chapter 24, verse 35, 
Jesus says this, heaven and earth will pass away, but my words will never pass away. The exciting thing about faith being for the journey is the fact that we don't have to have faith in our circumstance. We just need to have faith in the word. We need to have faith in God because he is the only thing. This is the only thing that will never change. That is the promise. So when Jesus makes the statement, I will be with you always. Hey, that's his word. He said it. I can grab that. I can keep that. I can hold that because it's not going anywhere. It's interesting. And I wanted to read this. Matthew chapter 17, verse 20. Jesus mentions, uh, and, and this analogy is so amazing because he mentions if you have a grain, if you have faith the size of a grain of a mustard seed, you can move mountains. But when you look at the mustard seed and how it comes to its full fruition, you see that it needs two things. It needs a moist soil, but it needs a cold environment. And when I read that, I got really excited because, wow, <laughs> a cold environment is not really a very comfortable or convenient thought. As a matter of fact, when we think of being in a relaxed place, think of being with our family, think of being with, um, you know, in, in, in an environment that feels good, we don't think cold. We think maybe by the beach, we think maybe in a temperature uh, that's not too hot, not too cold, but just perfect because we think holidays because we want to feel good where we are. And that's great. But when it comes to faith, faith expands often when you find yourself in a situation that's not really comfortable. And when God uses, when Christ used that analogy of having a grain size of a mustard seed, letting your faith represent that, if it is a grain size of a mustard seed, it shows that the mustard seed will grow to its fullest potential when it is found in moist soil and in a cold environment. And when we find ourselves in situations of life that is constantly changing, the puzzle pieces are constantly moving, and sometimes things can get very displeasing, very disappointing, very uncomfortable. When that happens, that is a chance for our faith to begin to expand. That is a moment where let's not move too quickly. Yes, it may not feel the best. We understand that. This may not feel the best. As a matter of fact, it doesn't. I can tell you right now for me and for my family, I mean, we sit and we teach our children. We're teachers now. And that is the most uncomfortable feeling, you know, but even in thinking about this pandemic, it, because it's so interesting how we as people, as humans, it's natural for us to want to get out of it, you know, but think of the small things that have happened even while you've been in it. You've been able to spend more time with your family. I've been able to spend more time with my family, even 
when it's frustrating, you know, to to teach our kids. Yes, that's I'm not a teacher and the kids know it, you know, so the frustration is there. But the moments we have of looking at them learn, the moments we have of taking walks with them, the moments we have of, you know, having dinner with each other. And I know even those uh, persons that are single and it's even more of a stretch because it's like you don't have even that. So it brings its own set of problems. But if you can sit and just take a few moments and say, God, let me think about the time that I even have with you. Because pre-COVID, you know, when it came to the way we worked, when it came to the busyness of life, when it came to the priorities and how they were set, you know, there were even issues then. We don't spend enough time together. We don't spend enough time with family. I would sometimes, you know, when I was working, get home and miss bath time or miss family time. And all of these things play a part. And it's easy to lose track of that because of where we are now. But I think when we step back, whether you have children, whether you're married, whether you're single, all of us being in this situation right now and life presenting itself where it is right now, our faith for the journey has to kind of pull us back a little bit and say, what do I have that is just incredible right now that I can say, wow, God, you've opened my eyes to this. Because if we haven't done that, I want to challenge us to do that. What has he op what is he wanting to open your eyes to right now as we continue to take this journey? Because I'm here to tell you this window that we're in right now won't always be. Because like I said, life changes, it shifts, things come and things go. So we have to learn how to take in what is happening now according to the faith that we have in God. Because we will see his faithfulness and then it will allow others to see and glorify God for what he's doing and what he's doing in our lives so that they can see who this God really is, who this Jesus really is. He is faithful. He is with us in those high pressure times. He is with us when we feel that depression coming upon us. He is with us. But our faith is focusing on him. So as we close, look, I just want to remind us, yes, Jesus said, I will be with you always to the end. But faith isn't really for the end. It's for the now. He said he would be with us always. So if he said that, even in these moments of despair, these moments, if you feel lost, if you feel like even in your headspace, I don't know what's going on right now. I don't know how to handle this. My kid is screaming. I'm in a home by myself. What do I do? He's with you right now. That's what we have to focus on. We're going to get there. But let's focus on the here 
and get what we need to get out of it. So when we do get there, we can testify on what God was showing us here. Faith is not for the end. It's for the journey. It's not for the dead. It's for the living. For the just, the righteous. That is us. We are right standing with him because our faith is in him. And that is where the power is. That is where we are. And that is what we want people to see. So as we end, and before I give it back to the worship team to continue to worship, especially that last song, I want us to understand faith is our weapon and it is a gift from God, but it is a gift for the journey. It's our momentum. It breeds the trust that we have in him. And the more we look at where we are and just, it, it takes effort. It does. And the flesh doesn't want it. Trust me, because like the Bible says, we are spiritual beings and we wrestle, you know, not against flesh and blood, but flesh is enmity towards God. It is not subject to the law of God, like the Bible says in Romans. And neither can it be when we leave it up to itself. So the, 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 the mind, the natural mind, the spiritual, it's, it's always going against each other. But we have to recognize we're spiritual people. And by the Spirit is how we live. We walk by the Spirit. So let's pull back. Let's be where we are and let's notice the things that God is doing right now. The reconciliation of families. The purpose that he's given us. The way he wants to spend time with us. None of us are going anywhere <laughs> for right now. We still can spend quality time with the Holy Spirit and really get his perspective on all of this. Because as we continue to journey, we want our faith to continue to expand. So I'm going to pray now. Father, I thank you that you have given us this gift to walk through life and continue to learn how to trust you that even in a year's time, we will look back and say, Jesus taught me some things. The Holy Spirit gave me some things, some, some golden nuggets, some wisdom, truth that was speaking to me so clearly during a very, very uncomfortable and inconvenient time. I would have never wanted it to come that way, but my faith in him doesn't always tell me how the packaging is going to look. But what it does tell me is if I continue on this journey, pick up my faith, I'm going to see God in a way that I have never really seen him before. I'm going to hear him in a way that I haven't heard him before. And it's going to breed more trust 
in him and my relationship with him. If you are one of those people that have said to yourself, you know, I've lost faith in God. I want you to know it doesn't change who God is. And you have to speak that out. You have to be truthful and talk to God about this because God is not going to change. It doesn't change his sovereignty. It doesn't change the power that he has. God is still God, but he will invite us by saying, pick your faith back up. If you feel like you've lost it, pick it back up because you don't need a great big faith. You just need a grain of a mustard seed and that will grow because that is your momentum in trusting him. I pray for every single person, Lord, that they will feel encouraged, feel exhorted and feel that you are with us as your word declares. You are with us always, even until the end. Thank you, Jesus. I pray these things. Your truth be given. In Jesus' name, amen. I love you guys. Worship team, take us out with that beautiful song. Amen.